Welcome to Radiate You Podcast. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here. As we get started, we would appreciate a rating, review, and screenshot of this episode on your social media so we can personally repost you. We are your hosts. I am Rach Marie, online fitness and life coach. And I'm Rach Peace, fitness goer and aspiring entrepreneur. The thing is, we are all constantly evolving. We want you to evolve with us. We will be providing you with real life, tangible advice on how to continuously discover who it is that you are meant to be. We will be talking everything from personal development to fitness, business, and spicy life topics. So what does Radiate You mean to us? Girl, it's time for you to face those fears and take off that mask you've been hiding behind. We invite you to hang out and radiate into your highest self with us. Buckle up, enjoy the ride. We're literally so excited to have you here. Okay, homies, real quick, before we jump into today's podcast, Rach Marie here, I just wanted to quickly encourage you to join my totally free Facebook group if you're not already in it. Like literally pause this podcast right now, take a minute and come join us. For every person who joins from this podcast alone, I will personally send you a free workout to your email. It's called the Go-Getter Girl Group on Facebook. And again, it's totally free. Like literally, what do you have to lose? I created this community to get to know you all better and truly connect and support and motivate each other. Join us and hundreds of other women in this free community to help you reach your goals and watch exclusive trainings from me each week. I can't wait to see you there. Now, let's jump into today's podcast. Welcome back, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of Radiate You Podcast. What's up? What's up? Today, we actually are not alone. We have a guest, Erica. Um, Hello. Super excited. So she is an online holistic health coach and former figure competitor. So that's actually how I met her through Instagram, and I reached out because she has an amazing story that I want her to share with you guys. So go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit. Hello, podcast, Radiate Podcast. My name is Erica, as you know already. I'm so excited to be here and share my story with you. Hold tight because it's going to be a roller coaster of a ride. And I really love that. (laughs) And it's great because we don't know the whole story yet. So we're going to learn the whole thing with you. So to start off, just a little bit about yourself. Like, well, I know you as Erica the Figure Competitor. So a lot has changed. And I think it's going to be super valuable for everyone listening. And I'm so excited. Yeah, I definitely don't even associate myself, I guess, currently as a figure competitor, as a bodybuilder. My client today told me that she went on a date, uh, on a Tinder date, and on her Tinder profile, it says that she trains with a female bodybuilder. And I was like, what? 
I was so confused because I don't even. You're like, wait, who do you train with? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? I thought I was your trainer. (laughs) I'm like, wait, that's me. (laughs) So, yeah. I feel that. It's been crazy. And I guess I could just start by how I even got into competing in the first place. And then this whole story will just unravel from there. Yeah, tell us. Give us the dates. All right. So I grew up a athlete. I played basketball, soccer, softball, hockey, any sport you can ever imagine. My girl. Gymnastics. (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh, (laughs) I did gymnastics, tap dance, surfing. I just wanted to do it all. And so I finally settled down into college as a basketball player, and I played varsity basketball for four years. Mm -hmm. And my junior year of college or high school, I ended up tearing my ACL, which is a ligament in your knee. Mm -hmm. And from there, I did not end up going to college for basketball. I just went for academics and the party life. Oh, yeah. Yes. Girl, same. I was supposed to play softball in college, and I was like, nah. Ratchet. Nah. Nah. So I'm like, okay, I don't want to go to a small school in the middle of nowhere. I want to know people, get to know people, have connections. And so I ended up going to San Diego State in San Diego, and I joined a sorority. Oh, me too, girl. Yeah. <laughs> so I got it all, the sports, the sorority. Yeah. <laughs> um, and through that, I just lost my passion for fitness, and I would dabble in going to the gym here and there, yeah. but I'd come from mm-hmm. an athletic background where I always was just told what to do. Like, mm-hmm. do these lifts, here's your Olympic lifts, here's your cardio, this is your conditioning. Now we're practicing, now we're playing, and I didn't really know I was lost in the gym, I guess you could say. Like, that was gone, like, that part of it, the direction, Mm -hmm. right? Totally. And so I was like, well, you know, waking up hungover didn't really necessarily mean let's get my ass to the gym. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Heard. (laughs) And so in college, I just, I lost it, and I would be the girl who would go across the street to the taco shop because San Diego is really close to Mexico. There's a lot of Mexican food there. Went across to the taco shop, would put a quesadilla in my purse, go back into the bar, (laughs) eat the the quesadilla, and, you know. I was so bad in college. Like, looking back, like, now that I have more knowledge, I'm like, oh, my God. I'd eat a Pop-Tart, then go to Dunkin' and get, like, a coffee with cream and caramel and... Exactly. Uh, <laughs> all the sweets, all the all the sugary beverages, and yo, it was not good. Yeah. I would. I thought I was being healthy by going to the grocery store during the week. Yeah. And I would buy everything healthy, and then it would all go to waste because yeah, I would drink. <laughs> I would drink Tuesday to Sunday, and <laughs> there was no means of trying to cook healthy. But every once in a while, with some salmon. So that. <laughs> that Ended up yeah. putting on a I good amount on of that. weight. <laughs> I put on a good amount of weight through that, and I... Same. I gained my first, like, 45 pounds there. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exactly it. And I went college. backpacking through Europe after college, and from the point of entering college into the end of backpacking, which was... I went backpacking for, for two months through Europe and ate and drank my way for 42 60 days or something along those lines. Somewhere between there is how long we were gone. That's and, super cool, though. Side um, note. Yeah. And I could go super on and tell cool. a whole story about that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> We'll have you back for another episode. We'll yeah, talk I, about <laughs> I'm going backpacking again at the end of this year, so it could be a whole episode. That's exciting. <laughs> um, 
and yeah, so I ended up gaining about 60 pounds from college through backpacking over the course of about five years. And when I came back from backpacking, I'd spent all my money and I moved back in with my mom right out of college. And I decided that I kind of needed a lifestyle change, but I wasn't really sure how to go about it. Uh And I was looking for jobs, but still drinking and partying. And I just had these ways since high school. I was doing it in high school. And I could not seem to get rid of it. And I just remember Mm -hmm. so vividly this one day when I came home, or I woke up from a night of drinking and partying (laughs) and just being blacked out. Blacked out. Yep. And I woke up, and I was so empty, so lonely, and I felt this, like, darkness within me. And Mm -hmm. I went to go step on the scale because I was like, enough is enough. Yeah. And I stepped on that scale and I was 189.5 pounds. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because I, I, the heaviest I ever got was like 189 in college. Well, how tall are you? I'm just wondering. I'm 5'7". Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Twins. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like enough is enough. And I had always had, a, like I was always conscious about my weight coming yeah. out um, growing up. Just living by the beach. And right. I had a small like bit of eating disorder when I was in high school. And so I was, I refused to get to 200 pounds and, um, yeah. I ended up seeing 189.5 and I was like, shit, enough, like you're enough. too close. Yeah. yeah. I get that. Yeah. Something's gotta stop. Yeah. And so I remember walking out to my mom and her friend, they had just come home and they were just chatting in the living room and I was like, I'm going to lose weight. I need this to happen. Like I cannot continue to go. If I want to get a job in sales and marketing, I need to look the part. You need to be confident in yourself and yeah, really absolutely. feel yourself. And so the career I wanted, I'm so just a goal-oriented person, was I wanted the best. Yeah. And I remember my mom's friend saying, huh, girl, we all try to do that. And uh, we all end <laughs> up failing or gaining the weight back anyways. And that little tiny yeah. Yeah. sentence stuck in my head and it just is, is got me to where I am now. Yeah. Like That's hell, like the fuel no. that you needed. Yeah. You're like, okay, honey, let me show you. Let me show you. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like that. Let me show you. I will prove you wrong. Like, thank you so much for saying that to me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> exactly. Using those like punches as like fuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. Gosh. And yeah, so I ended up just kind of creating my own meal structure. Mm-hmm. I thought like eating clean was the thing. I had salmon, sweet potatoes, broccoli, mm-hmm. Bro and totally. <laughs> but my salmon portions were like the size of a cinder block, <laughs> like a twelve ounce piece of salmon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my sweet potato was the whole sweet potato. Yeah. yeah. And a little bit of broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you were healthy, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, I was eating clean. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And the weight was so slow to come off, as you yeah. could imagine. Mm-hmm. Right. And I lost about eight pounds in eight months. So Yeah. And <laughs> so, like, at this point, like, you didn't know anything about, like, macros or anything of the sort. Mm-hmm. You were just like... How old were you? Like, how many years ago was this, would you say? I would say it was five years ago. I was 22. Yeah. I'm 27. Okay. Not that long ago. Yeah. So... I ended up going to the to a gym, um, just a, my local 24-hour fitness, and I would go to all the body pump classes, all of the spin classes, and I ended up befriending one of the trainers there. 
And he said, I said, I don't have the money. I just came out of college. I'm literally living at my mom's house. I don't even have a job. Right. I just want to know, like, I'm going to show up at all of your classes. He says, if you show up at all of my classes, I will help you. You have to promise me, though, that you'll be dedicated. And I said, I promise you. And that was another yeah. thing that got me to be like, okay, I, I'm such yeah. a woman of my word that I cannot let this guy down. He's going to yeah. invest in me and take time to talk to me after class what I should be eating and this and that. So Making he suggests... Yeah, he suggested that I eat Ezekiel bread and tilapia. That would get me the thing. I can't no, eat tilapia. No, no, no. <laughs> I can't eat Ezekiel bread because I overdid it at one point. <laughs> Isn't funny. that so funny? That same thing here, like tilapia and I just associate it with like that dirt. One post. of my coaches made me eat it like yeah. for my peak week, and like I'll never do it again. Yeah, you I know. can't. Yeah, Mm-mm. nope. <laughs> and so I remember. It, Fast forward, I had stuck with him, and then I was like, okay, this body pump now, I'm a little strong, I grew up playing basketball, like, these weights that they have in these classes, I'm not doing it so much. So, I sought out a sports performance gym that I used to go to when I was in uh, high school playing basketball, and they had a CrossFit box in, in the gym. And so, I committed to always going to work out Monday through Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday, I was still dabbling in the partying. And... Because the weight loss was so slow, it was like eight months, I was, so I was like, something needs to happen. There's got to be a better approach to this. I know yeah, it. Right. And so I remember in college, I had a guy friend who was in one of the fraternities that I hung out with, and he would bring his ground beef and his rice <laughs> to yeah. our classes. Yeah. Yeah. All the time, and I'm like, yo, what are you doing? And so we ended up talking, and that's kind of how I found out about bodybuilding in the sense. So he was the closest thing I knew to competing. Right. And I reached out to him randomly. I hadn't talked to him in a couple years. And I was like, yo, Jared, like, I really want to think I want to get into competing. I'm not really sure what it's about, but I feel like it will be a really good challenge for me because I miss that competitiveness. And I'm so used to competing for something because I've always been in sports, kind of lost that. And he's like, I don't really, I prepped myself. I don't want to take anything on that I don't feel I'm comfortable with. Um, but I can, ref- I can introduce you to my friend Katie. And so he introduced me to Katie Corio, uh, which is on Instagram, cute Katie Bug. And she, I reached out to her and she's like, oh my gosh, girl, like I have the most amazing coach. I'd love to introduce you to him. And you can just talk to him, interview him, see if it's something yeah. that you really like. Mm-hmm. Right. I was like, cool. This so is like this- exactly what I did. I was like, I want to do a figure show in college. And then I did the same thing. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. yeah same story. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so through that, I was like, well, I want to have multiple approaches, see what kind of coach can do what. Do I want a female coach? Do I want a male coach? So I interviewed a couple other coaches, and I remember vividly one girl, granted I was almost 200 pounds, told me that she could get me ready for a bikini show in 12 weeks, stage ready. I had about 65 pounds to lose, and I have a shit ton of muscle. What? And so I was like, well, that's cool that's a quick fix we could get there 12 weeks i'll have a good body in 12 weeks right yeah tempting tempting yeah for sure yeah it sounds great (laughs) i had come from a vast amount of yo-yo fad diets i've done everything from atkins Mm -hmm. i did the super cleanse where you drink 
lemonade, cayenne pepper. Oh my gosh, we talked about that in one episode. I did that too. That was no like the way. first like bad thing that I did. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah, so bad. <laughs> so bad. My friend had convinced me that she lost all this weight, but she also lost like all her hair with it too. Yeah, and you're miserable. So. Yes, yes. And I was trying to do this in college, so it wasn't really... Oh no. Yeah. No. <laughs> no wonder why I was blacking out all the time. Um, but anyways, so I told him, I told her that this coach had said that she goes, talk to my coach. So I talked to my, uh, or talked to her coach, which I ended up hiring. He said he could have me ready for a figure show in six months Mm -hmm. and that he would be, we would do something more along the lines of a flexible dieting approach. I said, I don't really know what that is. He explained it to me. (laughs) Exactly. I'm all about it. And he said, that this is how we're going to go about it. And it was just a hands down. I'm tired of quick fixes. I don't want this. I want this to be a lifestyle change. And this is what I'm going for. And he, I was like, sign me up. Just had started my big girl career. and ended up landing a position in media sales. So selling airport advertising spaces. So when you like fly through the airports, you see all the different advertisers. So I'd sell those That's spaces. Cool. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting. And I, yeah, I, um, fell into it somehow (laughs) through a recruiter that had contacted me and it ended up being a media sales. It was perfect. So I was just an account supporter at that point. Didn't have a lot of money. Wasn't making a good chunk of change. Like it was just an entry level position. And Mm -hmm. I said, you know what? Sign me up. I think there was a few grand involved. Um, Oh, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> few, few grand. But it's always and, worth it to us because we love this shit. No, it was it was the best investment, and I say yeah. investment, I've ever made because it changed the whole trajectory of my life. Same. For yeah, sure. I get that. And that's yeah. what I tell my clients when I'm trying to get a, a new clients that are kind of inquiring, that it's mm-hmm. not a, a money loss. You're going to learn. You're gonna yeah, you're grow. investing in yourself. Exactly. If you're going to invest in something, invest in yourself. A thousand percent. It's all the time that people are trying to get these cheap products and the cheap this for your body. And I'll go more into that when I get a little bit of my story. (laughs) 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 So I ended up signing up. I had to, I had a lot of money. I owed my parents for college activities. Everything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I said, well, this guy, he wants to take me on under his wing. Some story I curated. So they were probably like, Erica, you're crazy. (laughs) You're so unsupportive. Um, You're like, but no, I got this. Trust me. Just don't even worry about it. (laughs) That's totally it. And so from there, I took him on as a coach. I started flexible dieting and... I fell in love with it. It was just, it came so easy to me. I ended up competing in two local shows. I stepped on stage a month early from what I planned. So I stepped on stage in. Wow. Did you lose 65 pounds, would you say? I did. I lost 65 pounds. So I started at a hundred, well, so I started at 189.5. I'm not doing the math right now exactly, but I did go do calculus in high school, but we're not mathing right now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and I got on stage at a hundred and I think at that point it was like 137 pounds Mm -hmm. wow 
so it was very slow. I never killed myself with cardio. Max cardio I ever did that show prep that season was 30 minutes of hit. Wow. And because just, that's because your body was still like not destroyed. Yeah. Mine was, got it, destroyed after all the seasons I did. Yeah. That's exactly, that's exactly what happens. And it's like, yeah. we, we need to have education around. Around that, yeah. 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 Which that's I think why is you're huge. here, girl. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> the people need you. No. <laughs> they need us. And um, so I ended up getting second in my first show that I was ready for a month early. And I had another wow. show planned for that uh, next month, so April of 2016 and May of 2016, I ended up getting second and then first. That's because you looked, I don't know how you looked at your first shows, but like, you are, you look savage when you, you look great. I mean, Thank you. you know, to the person's eye, you know, yeah. we don't know what's going on, on the inside, but. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's the thing too, is I was chasing that outside, that aesthetic oh, yeah. look. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I wanted. Yeah. Coming from a. I went into, a lot of people ask me, what was the reason behind going into a show prep? Was it the show prep itself or was it the physical appearance and weight loss you were going to get from it? Yeah. And I said exactly that was the wrong reason. I went in it for the weight loss rather rather than I didn't realize it at the time, but now I know. Yeah. No. But then you fall in love with it. (laughs) And then you fall in love with it because it becomes addicting. You see your body changing so much that every single day it just becomes addicting. Now, did you feel, though, like, even at the time that you were, like, in the best shape ever, did you ever feel, like, satisfied with where you were? Or was it always, like, a constant, like, well, I can do better. I can, this can change to make me better. You know what I mean? Like, were you yeah, ever content? No, I, I, the first season, I'm going to say yes. I was content. Okay. I was so obsessed with, like, how much I'd accomplish because I'd yeah. come from being right. overweight, cellulite, yeah. a little belly, no booty, and I had changed, and I had got so much attention through this whole time mm-hmm. that it was, I, I was like, oh, I look amazing. There's, yeah. I don't want to do There's no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're like, look at me. <laughs> also, because I had come from have lifting since, like, this eighth grade summer because of basketball that I already had so much muscle on me, so my first show, I looked... Like, I had been competing for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And after that, then I had to get the judges' feedback. Um, but I got first, so I don't think I even got judges' feedback that season. And then my coach said, okay, enough's enough. You did. You got first at a local show. Great. Let's take an off season because mm-hmm. you've been prepping for six months. It's been a long haul. You're yeah. just mm-hmm. getting into this. Let's, like, take a second to build, to grow. Good. Yeah and to restore everything so he was very he, his approach is very healthy for a bodybuilding competition i would for say as healthy as it can get yeah right. yeah exactly at that point right and so i took an off season and i remember the day after my show the day of my show afterwards i was dating a guy at the time and we had we were down in san diego at a hotel and we went to go eat burgers had all yeah. the sweets in the back at the after the show had a beer, had three desserts at dinner, and then him and I went to the grocery store and bought all the foods that I hadn't been able to have, like cereal, as it became my obsession down the line, um, and cookies and Pop-Tarts and every yeah, all the grocery oh, store, yeah. that aisle, like basically we cleared out that aisle, brought yeah. it back to the hotel, and I ate myself so You probably got so sick. sick. Yeah. I had to go downstairs and 
have some bodily functions happen because yeah. I was staying with him in the room and I was so embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> awful. I get that. Yeah. I've made myself sick so many times after shows. Yeah. It's never, it's like the worst kind of sick. Like you genuinely cannot hold anything in your stomach. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And you just feel like you can't even move. No, you're like legit pregnant pretty much. Like your stomach gets hard and big. Uh, hard and like just solid and you can't yeah not, <laughs> not a good time by any means and I do not no. suggest it yeah and Tip number one from Erica <laughs> do not binge eat over eat. <laughs> just kidding but if you do we, we can talk about that as well because there's other other things and from there we ended up going and getting donuts from donut bar and so I just it kept going like yeah. I kept eating mm-hmm. and eating yeah. and I remember coming back from that weekend coming home to meal prep to get back on track and I was so again that so feeling yeah. that feeling but it was even more elevated of that I felt when I was 189.5 resurfaced to a loneliness and emptiness a darkness even though I had a guy I was in the body that I wanted and everything, but I had this like gut feeling that I was going to lose all of the hard work because of I didn't wasn't I wasn't competing for a show anymore. Yeah. Right. And I yeah. Yeah. And it just kept so that I ended up having a really good reverse diet. So I ended that season in May and I would say my body was still lean as hell and maybe gained 10 pounds up until so from may until about october that's so good so and i had i had increased my calories a lot and then i lost control again uh through that time though there were binges that happened but i was i was really able to just kind of keep them to once a week so my body kind of used that as a refeed Mm -hmm. but there were crazy binges and i remember one time I was at home. It was just my birthday. I finished my show in, in May, like, 6th or 5th. My birthday's May 21st. We went wine tasting. I binged on all the foods and snacks that were there. And we ended up going to this, my favorite sweets place. I had a slutty brownie. I came home, brought it home because I was so full. And that next day, I was so scared to go out with my friends on, like, a Friday night that I decided to stay home because I was scared that I was going to binge, eat, gain weight from drinking. Oh, yeah. And I just started to isolate myself. Yeah. Yeah. It starts to take over, like, other elements of who you are. Exactly. And I'm such a social human. Like, I've always been very social, very outgoing, very, like, extroverted. And I would say competing – that first season took that away from me because I was so laser focused. Like I call myself an extremist. I'm very, I'm very like a, an extremist. I will do something really, really well. Like I drank when I drank, I drank super well. When I party, yeah. <laughs> you gotta do it right if you do it, right? Exactly. Always hard, balls to the walls type thing. Yeah. And so Same. with competing, it was like that as well. Like I had yeah. to always be laser focused. And so I cut a lot of things out. Yeah. A lot of things that didn't serve me anymore, but a lot of things that I I thought didn't serve me. And so yeah. I kept binging, kept binging, and then finally November, I started gaining the weight back. And before you know it, I was back to 175 pounds, so about yeah. 10 pounds under from where I started my yeah. fitness journey in the first place. Right. And so I was like, wow, I'm back to square one. I need to prep again. 
that's literally me. It was a vicious cycle because I constantly kept putting the weight on and I wanted to get it off. Yeah. It's and so obviously, vicious. yeah, you like prep too, but it's like that was always for me, like that underlying reason. I just did an episode admitting that. Like, I think I finally realized that too. Yeah, it is. And it, and I hear it now. It's, so many I, women still do it though. Yeah, and I'm I hear sure it you know. all the time. Like, yeah. my friends are like, I gained weight. I need to get back into prep and yeah. just doing it for the wrong reasons. And I hear yeah. it and I just like, sometimes I'm just like, ah, oh, but yeah. is that the reason? Right. And so. When I know my friends that are doing it because they genuinely love the sport and they love taking their body to that level, it's yeah. great. But some people do it for the wrong reasons. That's right. definitely true. But either way, it's good that you took – everyone has to take a, a decent off-season. I see a lot of girls who take, like, a two-week off-season and then they're back on. Yeah. Or a two-month even. And I'm like, I've never done that. And I'm curious to know if you have, like, if you stop taking long off-seasons once you tell us the rest of your story. Yeah. No, I, I just um, – that's, so that off-season, I was off from May until January. Yeah. So that was a pretty decent off-season. Yeah. And you know, if, you, if you take a short off-season, you don't have time to let your body re-regulate. You don't have time to build any new muscles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you, you look at the exact same. You're just doing it to get back on stage and, you know, your body becomes just, takes, a, takes more of a toll. Yeah. And so January 2017, I decided I wanted to go after a pro card because I had got first place at my national show and I had the physique that I could really go to the pro level. So I was Do you told, do NPC? NPC, yeah. Okay. Um, and so I started my season in January again. And since I had a lot of weight to lose, we didn't want to do it fast again. So we aimed for a show in June. So from uh, January until June, I was just prepping slowly, still at about 30 minutes of hit cardio. Calories were not too low. Like, I never went under probably 135 carbs for yeah. just higher for, yeah, for competing. Prep. Yeah. Right. And so <laughs> from that, I ended up going into f three shows in June of 2017. So every other weekend of June, I was at a show. So every other weekend wow, of June a was a peak week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that is when I feel like things started to get like really hard on my body. Mm -hmm. I was doing two, two 30 minute hit training sessions five days a week and it's hard on your body too yeah, like on prep. I'm almost yeah. so surprised I mean I yeah. get it but like my my knees hurt so bad and I was just in so much pain and granted I was still working a 8 30 to 5 30 job mm -hmm. as at the company I had been at I'd got three promotions through that time at this company and wow. I was just so routine. I would wake up at four o'clock in the morning, go to the gym, do my yeah. cardio. Same. I would, yeah, I would commute from seven fifteen to eight thirty, driving mm -hmm. myself. So in traffic, um, and I would work eight thirty to five thirty, and at five thirty on the dot. Don't ask me for another minute. I would yeah. leave bolt out of there go Same. to the gym. I legit don't have another minute I don't have another minute <laughs> yeah. to stay I was like, so I, bad at work now looking back like the second for me it was 3 30 it was 3 30 I was legit like already out the door I worked at a Same. school and people oh, were like yo Rachel are you anxious to get out I'm like gotta go to the gym yeah, like, like I, I am bye <laughs> yeah. exactly I remember the the head guy from France 
from the company would come and everyone would stay till like 7 p.m. And they're like, yo, John Luke's coming. We have to stay late today. I said, yo, I can't. Yeah, you don't get it. Bags, bags were packed. Like, I don't even care. If Meals, had, like, in the ready, like, Yeah, the go. owner was there. Like, I don't even, I like, I didn't, no, I, I never even saw him. And so uh, that just kind of kept, kept, went it, to yeah. show me. There's a backstory on that, but I was just very unhappy working for someone else and someone else telling me what to do, especially because yeah. I felt like through this whole process of changing my body and being in control of my eating habits and being in control of my health that I yeah. had a step up above everyone else in the company. Like I was a different human. It made me feel like, yeah, if that makes any sense. So no, that makes sense. authority to me wasn't really authority because yeah. I felt like I nah, no. was, I had achieved things that they were still chasing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I would commute till 5.30, I would go to the gym, work out from like 5.30, I would get there at like 6.30, work out till like 9, drive 45 minutes home, get home at like 9.45, eat, shower, go to bed, wake up again Do at 4 a.m. Yeah. That was my whole life. And then Saturdays I meal prepped and worked on my online business because I wanted mm-hmm. to start an online business. I didn't know where to start. I just thought of what I was doing. And... <laughs> I Until like two minutes a day that you had to spare. You started <laughs> an online business casually. Okay. <laughs> Why not? I probably started, I think I started mine on prep too though. Because yeah. it's like, that's actually when you're like all in all your fields. Even yeah. though you're like. And I was like, I know what I'm doing. Well, I thought I knew what I was doing then, even though I didn't have any certifications for it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so the three shows in June, I did two local shows. And I got second. The same girl beat me out twice at that, those same shows. And then I went to Ooh, Team that's... U. Yeah. She, the, first, no. <laughs> the first show, she said she wasn't competing anymore this season. And then she asked me what show I was doing, followed me on Instagram, and then she showed up at the oh, second I show. Shit. I was like... I'm not, like, competitive, but that shit, that would, like, ugh. No, I'm competitive. I was yeah. just like... When I saw her, I was like... She's not... She's very hard to miss, too. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went to Team U, which is in New Jersey, to compete yeah, in nationals there. Yeah. And I was very lean at that point, like 132 pounds. I'm wondering if this is like when I know of you. Like, yeah. is this your last prep? Yeah, this is my last prep. And that's okay. probably sure because my first prep, I didn't really document until the end. I created like a new Instagram for it because mm-hmm. I didn't want any of my college friends to know what I was doing. I was kind of like in hiding. And then mm-hmm. somehow one person found it, and everyone found it, and then everyone knew about me. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the season that was it was super long. Yeah. So a lot of people like found me through there, and then I, so I got ninth place at Team U, and I was devastated. I was so pissed off. I was crying, mm-hmm. cussing. I worked so hard. I'm so lean. I'm so conditioned. Yeah. But these girls were huge. Like I'm telling yeah. you, like kudos to them. But their shoulders were the size of softballs. And yeah. my shoulders were the size of probably tennis balls, so they didn't and really... And you had pretty big shoulder, Like, you had nice yeah. caps. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And... That's why I never did NPC, because, well, I was so natty, but, like, yeah. I never knew who was going to shoot. You just don't know. No, and on the East Coast, they are huge. Like, way... It's a different game out there. I'm from... Yeah, I'm from out in okay. Connecticut, so, yeah. yeah. I'm exactly. like, I ain't fucking around. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I saw these girls, and I was like... Like, when I got oh. there, actually, I, I, I'm, I'm such a laser-focused person. When I got there, I didn't even notice them. Mm-hmm. And until after, I was like, 
doomed. No wonder why I got ninth place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think there was, like, maybe 11 girls, so I got, like, ninth out of 11. Like, I was the bottom. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I know I can come out better. Eat West Coast has smaller girls. I'm going to try it again. Because you so, were conditioned, very conditioned. Yes. And so that was his my coach's thing was, like, if you're going to get out – if you don't have the size like these girls, you're going to come in conditioned as hell. Yeah. Striations in my legs, if you don't know what striations are, very yeah. well defined, all the muscle. muscles. You could see yeah. multiple muscles. I know you guys know, but you know. Yeah, I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For the others. And I was just creating this body that I was not necessarily in love with. I would go out with my friends to bars, wouldn't drink because I was on prep, but I would make sure I wore jackets or things that covered my arms because I felt like I intimidated guys. I was always the talk, like, I would get touched and grabbed and pulled when yeah, I was out so in public. It, isn't it? I'm like, we're not, not like, I'm not a doll. Yeah. And people would ask, like, if I was real, and it just was weird. Yeah. And so I was not really, I didn't like it. My family started telling like, me that's it was That's not the kind small. of attention you wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And the type of people I was, like, attract like the type of message I was trying to get out the people just kind of weren't buying it it's just because I was so shredded so lean Mm -hmm. that it was just almost scary I had like wrinkles in my face I looked way older forehead veins popping out and it just that's true actually a little bit like I remember when I followed you I probably thought you were like 35 but I don't think that now that's so (laughs) even my mom she would always say like when you get to this specific point like your face changes yeah. And so I just was kind of uncomfortable, but still in the gym, I felt like a boss. Like, I was like, I oh, yeah. look amazing in the gym. I'm Brad. Like, I went, I started working out at Gold's my second com- competition season. I was getting all this hype. Like, I came from yeah. being overweight mm-hmm. to being shredded as hell. And that's what people look like there. And so it wasn't mm-hmm. anything that was out of the normal to me. But you and, almost feel like at this point, like, physically you were getting stronger, but, like, mentally and emotionally, like, do you feel like you were getting weaker in I a was sense? Getting, or? Yes, yes. Yeah. And it was, uh, maybe not exactly at that point. At this okay. point, I was still kind of on cloud nine, feeling myself, still... Were you tired point, in the gym, like, feeling like shit? Like, I always felt depleted yeah. and, like, dead pretty much. Depleted. But I looked cool. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was feeling, like... Very dead. I remember one time coming home and all I could eat basically with the amount of calories I had was a pan of zucchini. So I put the pan of zucchini in the oven and I went and I just collapsed to the floor. Like not, I didn't pass out, but I was just so tired that I physically could not move. And the timer went off on the zucchini and I was just like, I cannot even fathom going to go get that right now. And you're like, is this zucchini even worth getting up for? Yes. (laughs) I'm like, I don't even care at this point. But yeah. Habits started to get really, really bad then. I would make Walden Farms, like, almond milk, chocolate milks, which, like, so many chemicals. Yeah. I would put sugar-free this, sugar-free that. Yeah. Yeah. And my stomach would just always be bloated. I, like, couldn't – I used to eat packs of gum, like, sickly. Like, and I'd get really bad stomach aches, and I still did it. It was worth it. My – what is that called? guilty pleasure was those icebreaker they had like the two-sided mint that you would put in your mouth but they weren't mints yeah. they were flavored like strawberry I know what you raspberry. Mean. I, I, yeah I got them yeah and I would eat a whole pack of those a day or a whole pack of tic tacs in one sitting 
And oh the roof God. of my mouth would get like holes in it. My tongue would get holes in it. Not holes physically, but like mm-hmm. adhesions. Yeah. And my stomach would be, I would just be t- like, sorry TMI, but I'd be like yeah. tooting it up. It was just yeah, <laughs> it makes it very like gassy. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking like you can't even close your booty. Like it's no. <laughs> <laughs> Like, talking about this is, like, I know we both, like, stopped competing right now, but it's, like, I just can't even believe, like, it's just so funny because when you're doing it, it's, like, so, so normal. Like, yeah. I don't know. Now, it's, looking back, living this different lifestyle, I'm, like, what? Well, it's yeah. just good to show you, like, when you're invested in something, like, you're in all it. levels, like, you're in it and you can't really see outside of it, but now that you guys are removed from it and kind of looking from the outside in, it's just, like, wow, I didn't even realize, like, what all was going on. Like, I can't imagine doing that again. A right thousand now. percent. Right I sometimes see on people's Instagrams where they're just like taking pictures or videos of the pastries at coffee shops, like drooling over these pastries. And to me, I used to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah me too. And I would look up in Pinterest and make I would tell like, make books and yeah. t- about like foods I wanted to eat after a show. And I was obsessed with donuts. Obsessed. And now I was I, obsessed with donuts, and now I don't have them at all. Me neither. Because I don't same. need to have them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So and weird. I, I just don't like the way they make me feel. Like, it's mm-hmm. just so crazy, yeah. the, the things. So I see people do this on Instagram, and I'm just like, oh, I remember being there. Like, yeah. That's I why never... you shouldn't, like, restrict things from yeah. your diet. It's just all about balance. It's A like, if you restrict percent. things, you're going to want them even yeah. more. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And... It just becomes a vicious cycle when mm-hmm. you're restricting yourself. And that's how a lot yeah. of overeating and binging happens as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I ended so up... So after the... Yeah, how did it go, like, yeah, the next show? So I went to Nationals, which would have been my fourth show that season. I got third place. First or second, you go pro. And so I was so close to my pro card. Third mm-hmm. place. One place away. There was a lot of girls at this Ooh. time. And I got really good feedback. And so I, since I had prepped for so long, again, I took another off-season and mm-hmm. rewind way back. I had lost my period about three oh, yeah. to four months into my first show prep. So back in February of 2016, I lost my first uh, period. Or lost never my got period. it back? So I got it back for one day. And when I had it back, I remember crying calling my coach, telling him I was getting fat because mm-hmm. I had my period back and I was so scared of gaining weight that, mm-hmm. and he's like, it's normal to have your period back. It's good. And then it never came yeah. back again after that. And so fast forward back to my end of my 2017 season, I finished in end of July. So I ended up going and same, same, same exact cycle. Yeah, it was really, days, really yeah. lean up for a little while, mm-hmm. and then this kind of kicked on a little quicker around the holidays again. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to resist. I had all the sweets and treats in my body. Also, I felt like at this point was not normal. Anything that I would eat like that was out of the ordinary would kind of make me gain weight, and I yeah. didn't think about it then, and I thought it was yeah. just a normal thing. And... Right. I was like, maybe I just shouldn't be eating these foods. That's why like, mm-hmm. I'm fucking up, like, this type of stuff. And so I decided that I was going to do another show season. Um, and because I wanted... Well, yeah. Because at the time, it's like, obviously this is the answer. Yeah. <laughs> this is my yeah. solution. Yeah. yeah. Is show. Like, like this is just a cycle. Way, 
This is yeah. a temporary, like, overweight feeling, and I'm going to do another show. That's yeah. exactly what I used to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, and that's exactly... But then this year I had a backlash, which is why I connected with you, because I didn't do my next season, because I, like, had all these issues start happening. Yeah. And I started realizing you were having the same kind of things going on, so... Uh-huh. Yeah. No, that's exactly it, and that's exactly where I'm leading to, too, which is perfect, um, is yeah. that I was competing... I started my show prep again, more like mid-January this time, and my body was really slow to lose weight. Oh, yeah. Uh, Before that, I had gone to the gynecologist in November of 2017, so before my my third show prep that I was going to embark on, and she told me that the only way I could get my period back was to take birth control. I want you to explain really quickly, like, just for anyone listening who doesn't get it, like, why did you lose your period? Like, we know why, but... Yeah, so I lost my period, I want to say because I lost it really quickly into my first show prep, so I'm not really... Mm -hmm. There's no... uh, It's not that, like, I was too lean, because at that point I Uh, wasn't. Yeah. And most people lose it because they are really lean, and they don't have... When you're really lean, your cosmetic bodily functions, which is, like, your reproductive system, mm-hmm. ends up shutting down because it's going into a survival mode, and when you're yeah. in survival mode, you don't have any extra energy or body fat or anything to produce a baby, so it shuts down those systems yeah. and allows you to not be able to make them happen, and so I don't know why mine went away so oh, quickly, yeah. but I think because I was constantly losing weight at a steady pace and my yeah. diet was a lot different. Like for you, your body was yeah. really stressful for you. Yeah, it, exactly. And then I was working out super consistently but super hard and I don't know, it just it ended up going away. And you were and waking was, up early and going yeah, to bed yeah, late. Yeah, just a lot of whack. My body was just like, I don't know what's happening here. Mm-hmm. And so I took, again working out and getting in shape to the extreme yeah and so 2017 november gynecologist birth control i said no i want to try some other more means she goes there's no other way to cure it's either birth control or nothing and she kind of just wrote me off as a patient and never reached out to me again never followed up with me and it showed on my blood test that I had zero estrogen to even oh, produce wow. a period um, in 2017. And so I was kind of lost because none of my family is into, like, holistic health in mm-hmm. that sense. They grew up very traditional. My stepmom does dabble Same. with it a little bit, but it wasn't, like, a thing that I was I knew. And somehow I just decided, like, I had this intuition or, like, inkling that there's something else had to be different. Mm-hmm. And so I just went and I redid all my research, bought books, read, did looked on the internet, asked people about how I could do this, and I started doing kind of a self-led healing yeah. approach. Mm-hmm. And the self-led healing approach, I was just buying herbs from like Sprouts <gasps> and oils from Sprouts and all those types of things, and yeah. it wasn't very like there was no method to madness and when you are coming into a holistic approach you do have to have some sort of method to go along with it yeah and so from november 2017 i was prepping my body wasn't losing weight very quickly i was on this like approach myself and just very lost very lonely at this point my body started aching really bad Uh, my joints hurt i couldn't feel any of my muscles activating i was so sad so like in this dark place I didn't want to do anything 
And but I kept pushing because yeah. I had to get that pro card. Like I'm so competitive that I just had to get yeah. it. And yeah. I was getting leaner, like now that I look back at it, but it was very slow. And when I was lean, right. at the same weight I was lean at the season prior, I was still really soft, if that makes sense. Like I did not have that yeah. hard muscle look to it. I had yeah. a very puffy leanness. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so I was something was going wrong. I wasn't really sure. I didn't even know what to do. I didn't want to let down my coach. I didn't have anyone to talk to. My mom was very, very supportive in my bodybuilding, so she was all about me getting my pro card. I didn't want to tell her. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. She, they, they, my, both my parents ended up being very, very supportive. Went to my shows, okay. all that stuff. But so, And ended up kind of going on their own. My mom went on her own weight loss journey through it and all of that. But I just, I, my body was not functioning. And I remember mm -hmm. one day I was on the Smith machine and I was doing reverse lunges and I just could not feel my left glute at all by any means. Mm -hmm. Everything hurt. Cardio was a dread. I just hated working out, and I also had... How many weeks in were you at this point? I was about April, so I started in uh, January. Oh, so you were pretty, like, you were pretty in there. Yeah, I was in there, definitely. <laughs> and <laughs> I like <would> so. <laughs> and I was in my... I was pretty lean, like I would say, and I just, I just did not have that passion, and I kept finding myself waking up in the middle of the night and eating rice cakes and peanut butter and having a little bite of this here and a little bite of that mm -hmm. there when yeah. through my first two preps I was like to the you gram like to yeah. the gram I never missed a macro never missed a workout like this is not right yeah and I just started thinking and really being with myself and also from that time January or after my last show which was when I was at USA Nationals I, when I got third place, I had left my corporate career okay. of three years or two and a half years, and I got a job as a personal trainer at a luxury boutique luxury gym in LA called Equinox. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I was pursuing that as I was prepping and all of that so through that dark time i was just having to still show up for my clients still be positive yeah. it's a yeah. lot of energy yeah. i remember like i had some male clients because i trained in person too when i was on prep and okay. like i had to pick up all like those heavy plates to load their their deadlifts yeah. and all this stuff i'm like you can do i was so tired like, yeah i couldn't like pick stuff up so tired and <laughs> i was just became so mentally t exhausted that i just i was there's this feeling of fog of like I could yeah. not go from one session to the other I couldn't tell you the conversation we had like I was just counting down the hours to it to, to for it to yeah. be done I was just like kind of listening to my clients um stories but I yeah. wasn't really there and yeah. kind of went to correlate that none of them they loved who I was but they never stayed to continue their sessions because they said of financial reasons but I felt like the universe was kind of showing me I needed to pick it up and right. you know or figure it out basically mm -hmm. and I remember one day I just needed a day I said I just need a day I need to reset I need to not work out asked my friend her name's Havi she competes as well um but she wasn't competing at the time if we can go on like a little day adventure around the marina and go to breakfast and just scooter on like yeah. the electric scooters go to the beach take photos yeah and just have a day 
And when we were coming back from that, I felt so free and so liberated and just so alive that something, I just, I, I had to bring it up to her because she was the only one that was very, like, understanding of me at the time. And I was like, I don't know if I can even do this anymore. I'm building this body that I absolutely hate. Granted, it's beautiful on other people. It's, I'm not knocking it by any means. But for me, physically, the type of person I am, very feminine. I felt like it through bodybuilding it took my femininity yeah. away especially like losing my yeah yeah losing my estrogen and just being so um like yang yang and yin energy so like yang is very masculine i just had all of that and no balance no yin like yeah. no calmness no femininity yeah. and <clears throat> yeah so i told her i said i think i'm just i want to go after fitness modeling and i'd rather just not compete right now because if, it, if I do want to compete, like, it's not going to be an NPC figure. It's just not. I don't want to keep building these big shoulders when I'm already self-conscious of my arms as they are. And so that ended up just kind of turning into me calling my coach and telling him, I think I need to take a step back. I need to reassess. Um, I'm still going to compete, but I'm going to do it more so, like, Miami in November rather than USA's yeah. in July. And... Yeah. Uh, just take it from there, take a little break, and he was all about it, totally for it. Um, I was at this point already doing about two 30-minute hit sessions of cardio um, five days a week, too, so I was deep. Wow. And I just was like, everyone knows me in the fitness industry to be this competitor. I felt like I was letting everyone down, and from there is just when the rest of my life, I feel like the tra trajectory of it just changed more so than it did when I was even turning into being a competitor, and... April of 2018, I sought out an acupuncturist who luckily ended up being the best mentor, blessing, gift of my whole entire life. And I went into her, told her my problems, told her I hadn't had a period in three years. And we just started embarking on this holistic adventure where mm -hmm. she led my whole, my whole cure, my whole treatment there you go yeah. yeah and she was very easy very nice very calm like I was deathly afraid of needles like I've passed out and cracked my head open from oh getting gosh. a shot before like that's how deathly afraid I was but I would do mm -hmm. anything to get my health back yeah and I sought out um, like a mobility coach too to help with my aches and pains and mobility that I just had neglected through the years mm -hmm. of competing because yeah. I was just never that's had so extra time for it yeah yeah. Movement is freedom, I say. Yeah. So much. And you don't know what it's like until you reclaim it. And yeah. so, like, there's no reason why not anyone shouldn't be able to touch their toes or put their arms behind their head. It's just, I agree. It's yeah. Not... I'm, I'm such a big mobility person. I'm yeah. always telling people, like, mobility, like, mobility, mobility. I try mm -hmm. to dedicate one day a week to just mobility and just real light um, yeah. stretching. It's all of that kind huge. of stuff it's so vital it is and you don't realize that when you when you don't have mobility you when you lack mobility you also have certain aches and pains that you're not necessarily aware of because you're so used to living in your body you don't know what it's like without it and that mm -hmm. takes a toll on your mood and your the way yeah. you show up for other people mm -hmm. and your irritability is a lot higher when you are in constant consistent aching pain Right. When you can free yourself from that, you can free yourself from so much depression or negativity. Just that extra baggage. Yeah. Like you just don't have that weighing on you. Yeah, exactly. That's I completely so, agree with that, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm so about it. And so I had a, I hired a mobility coach, acupuncturist, and I started dabbling in essential oils. 
and from April of 2018 until November of 2018, I went to acupuncture every single week, once a week, bought every single uh, herb, tried every new herbal tea, she like potion she made me, and I remember going to the bathroom in November, and I was just crying, because I finally got my period back after three yeah. years of not having yeah. it, all from essential oils, changing my diet was huge too, mm -hmm. I started incorporating more fats, and yeah, yeah. Are, yeah, fats are good for your yes. hormones. <laughs> so good for your hormones and energy levels, and I just felt a new leaf turn. I still wasn't there, but I felt mm. a new leaf turn. And you, knew you were like on the right track. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I just remember crying. I, I recorded it on Instagram. Like everyone was, just, it was like a party. Like I went and got, I took a picture with tampons in the aisle. And I was so <laughs> so <stoked>. awesome. Um, <laughs> But now I don't even use tampons. I use the menstrual cup, which is really great. Um, but we'll go more into holistic stuff. Yeah. But anyways, so I got my period back through essential oils, acupuncture, and the other thing, uh, and nutrition was humongous. Huge, huge, huge. That's where you should always start. Every doctor should always ask what your nutrition mm -hmm. looks like before you even decide to take any pharmaceutical medication because nutrition can heal so many ailments that we're not right. aware of. That pharmaceutical drugs just mask the problem; they don't fix the problem. So part I of the reason I am so anti like pharmaceutical yes. drugs. I cannot stand it. They Me give too. it away like candy. Yes. It's just, it makes it worse. They make money off of it. Yeah. Like they say, don't care about you more no. times than not. Like, I always say like illness and cancer are a business because they sell yes you yeah. drugs. For me. There's a cure to cancer. Yeah. They just don't want to get that's into why, it. Yeah. It's a billion dollar industry. Anyway, that's a whole nother episode. Yeah. Like, don't get me started on that. No, I know. <laughs> We could go into that too. Oh my God. We could literally talk here for probably like the whole day. But yeah. I. We're an hour deep. <laughs> I'll try to speed it up a little bit. Um, oh, we're good. And so basically, that nutrition and then the huge, huge, huge thing was I just surrendered. I surrendered to whatever mm -hmm. to what was going to happen. What I just kind of like started to accept what was. And. Yeah. I had to stop weightlifting. I only weight trained maybe one day a week, and it was very light. If my body was telling or my mind, even if my mind was telling me no, I just didn't yeah. do it. Yeah. And yeah. also, all I did was walk, and I did yoga. Yoga absolutely we saved just started me. Doing hot yoga. Oh, I'm obsessed. <laughs> so good. Yeah. And so I needed something because I told you I'm competitive. I like commitments. I committed to 30 days of yoga in November through the holidays. I said I would do yoga for 30 days no matter if I went to a studio, no matter if I had to do it at home on Christmas Day. And from November to through December, I did 30 days of yoga because that's all I could do. And I just surrendered and started meditating. And yeah. that is really the time of my life that I feel, yes, acupuncture and all of that was amazing. But getting into yoga and having that community and of people mm -hmm. that are very spiritually uh, based, yeah. that have all these connections to so many other realms of spirituality, yeah. I it changed my whole life. And I'm telling you, like I started going to Kundalini yoga. I started. I went to see a shaman, which is shaman is kind of I guess to put it in very simple terms, the connection between like your ancestors and 
the universe or connect, like the mm-hmm. connection yeah. between source and us. And so people right. would say like, if you talk about God or whatever you believe in, spiritual yeah, right. Um, and so I had this crazy out of body experience at this event. He said, you're here for a reason. You are the light. There's no reason why like you brought, you were brought to this event. Um, for like out of coincidence, which was true because I don't know, I, I came across it from an old high school friend who I used to be her bigger sister, and she's like, you need to come. I just have this feeling you have to come to this event. She didn't know yeah. what I was going through. Yeah, I hadn't talked knew. to her yeah. in forever. Yeah. And when I'm staring, and then we did this event where it was like staring, I was eye gazing. So we stared at each other for five minutes in the eyes without moving. And he goes, you are looking at your soul in a different body. And it was so crazy because I, I always like, love this shit, but it's like so. It's so, yeah. Cool. It's it's. I mean, you have to be like believe yeah, and like, feel yeah. it and know it, and actually just be open. Because I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I tried so many things that I did not believe in because I didn't even know what they were. Just yeah. being open and being able to see that portion is like how you can really change and become a yeah. light for the rest of the universe. And so through that, he said, you know, you're here for a reason, and. I truly believed that at that point I was and so we did the right he started doing his thing and I had a like a convulsion like my body was letting go of things that when he was like talking about it like in the sacral area so all in the lower body um had a lot of like sex sex holdups that I like was holding on to and just a lot of mm-hmm. things that, like, I was really hard on myself, like, mentally. So a lot of things in my yeah. my head I couldn't get rid of. And I just had this crazy experience, and it's, it's really hard to explain. But I lost control of my body. I was screaming, making noises. And it was that that I was just like, I am here. This is my – I have a purpose. Like, it's yeah. crazy. And so I – just kind of rode with it and through that whole time I was I kind of was still binge eating because my hormones were so out of whack I guess before I got my period back I was binge eating so out of whack and I finally just stopped the binge eating after like I got my hormones back in order I would say maybe in February Mm -hmm. of this year I just stopped and it was just a really crazy ride and I just started going to all these spiritual events and seeking out different ways to heal and Mm -hmm. um through that i've just went to like all sorts of you know spiritual practices found a meditation Mm -hmm. center and committed to a yoga retreat in bali at the end of this year yeah yeah that's where you're going yeah exactly so i'm gonna go to australia bali vietnam and cambodia at the end of the year wow and i enrolled myself in a the Institute of Integrative Nutrition about three months ago. Yeah, three months ago. And um, maybe longer. Anyways. But I enrolled myself in the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, and it's very about, like, heal, coaching your clients through primary foods and secondary foods. So primary foods mm-hmm. being things that nourish your soul, things yeah. that have to do with creativity, relationships, money, getting everything in order before you even try to look at the foods. Yeah. And so that is the approach now that I went from fitness coaching my clients and giving them only macros and workouts that I would do bodybuilding wise when I was working at my office job to now I have a very holistic approach to my clients that I coach and it has to do with exploring everything of your being and what your soul really has to speak Mm -hmm. to you and 
through this course, I have started exploring myself even more, and I would say that um, I took on boxing, which was a lot different. Oh, um, fun. Yeah, wow. so fun. Like, I loved it to death. I, I trained with a professional boxer three times so a week, cool. and I just stopped having that, like, I need to do this split every single week. Yeah. Like, it's this so split free. all the time. Yeah. yeah, and if I wanted to, like, shy away from the split and do something else, then cool. Mm -hmm. And it's just because you're enjoying life now. Like, you know what you're doing is, like, in line with who you are. Yeah. Like, you're content. You're fulfilled. Like, yeah. it's not just a temporary thing that you're doing. Like, at the end of the day, like, you could even have a bad day, but you still know you're doing the right thing for you. A thousand percent. I, yeah. I couldn't agree more. And so I ended up just hiring a new coach. Um, I still love my bodybuilding coach, but mm -hmm. I always say, like, Kobe Bryant has multiple coaches. You have to have a different coach for different, different yeah. seasons it's different in your perspectives. life. perspectives. Yeah. It makes you more well-rounded. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so just kind of going into this business of coaching women and like women empowerment, I hired a coach who I loved her business model and everything that had to do with that. And so now she is my nutrition coach and she's also my business mentor. And um, I've lost about 22 pounds since March. Very wow, like slow. Awesome. Yeah. How um, much would you say you gained like after your show? Oh, so that is where I was going to talk to is I, the high, heaviest I'd ever been, like I said, when I stepped on the scale, was 189.5, yeah. and I stopped weighing myself at one point, because I was just like, I, it, it's going to be what it's going to be, Yeah. and yeah. when I went to the doctor to see, like, endocrinologist, I went and had so many tests, so many doctors. I believe it, yeah. Like, I had a, basically a binder full of paperwork on how many blood tests I had. I ended up having to get a... a MRI for like they thought I had a tumor on my pituitary gland which is in your brain but underneath yeah. your brain um, so many tests but when I went to the doctor I stepped on the scale and I was 202 pounds which yeah. I was more than I'd ever been in my whole life was above right. that 200 number that I told you I never wanted to get to and yeah. I just remember breaking down in tears and then kind of stopping and being like but Erica like you're whole from the inside out like mm -hmm. you are getting yourself right. better and yeah did you feel like I know when I was dealing with some health issues after my shows like I had a point and I was sitting in my car one morning and I just like I felt like I was just getting so hot I just was getting all this weight and like I felt so out of control though because I felt like I mean I wasn't I was binging sometimes yeah. after a show but I wasn't like I felt like I didn't do anything to actually deserve that weight gain like I was so upset that I felt out of control so do you feel like from competing like you kind of did all the, this health damage that did make you like your hormones your thyroid like all those things do you feel like it yeah. was from all the stuff you put your body um, through? it was definitely what I put my body through and um I took a few fat burners I probably shouldn't have taken um yeah. I had a few like pretty intense episodes of fat burners gone wrong um yeah. where I was just so ill and when I was talking to my acupuncturist, she was like, yeah, that's basically it. And I had gone from being in an office job, doing the same amount of cardio with the same amount of food, to waking up at 4 you know, a.m. and not going to bed till 10, same thing. But yeah. I was training people now. So I wasn't sitting at the office desk from 8.30 to 5.30, right. but I was eating the same thing. So my body was like, well, shit, yeah. like I'm expending all this energy and I don't have any food. Oh, my God, yeah. And I'm just going to shut down. I never had thyroid issues, actually, but... My yeah. cortisol caused me to gain uncontrollable weight because I wouldn't binge like I said. Not, it wasn't all the time. It was like maybe once right. 
a week, which would be just kind of considered a refeed, I guess. And my body yeah. just kept gaining weight. And Same, yeah. I would eat really healthy or like, eat with my macros, I would say. Not healthy. Eat with my macros. And, yeah, I just kept gaining and gaining and gaining. And before you knew so, it, like, yeah. I was just, I couldn't even, I just remember, I was thinking about this the other day, is I went out, I would go out with my friends and I had nothing fit except for one single pair of yoga pants that I would wear with, like, yeah. I would cover my arms up and never show my arms to anyone, um, and I was just so mm-hmm. uncomfortable with my body, like, I had cellulite, like, I'm not a person that gets crazy amount of cellulite, um, but I had a lot of cellulite, and I just, it was just kind of more so the fact of, like, what I had put my body through was more yeah. sad than, because I was trying to, like, I was trying to achieve this aesthetic that I put my body through a crazy, you know, thing to achieve this, and mm-hmm. it was um, done because of me. And so I don't right. ever blame, like, my coach. He was very good in his approach and everything, but, like, right. I I would take diuretics when I would binge, and it was just yeah. so many unhealthy things that just didn't need to happen. And I think it's just hard when you start that process and when you get into competing and stuff. It's like you started it to do something like positive for yourself and to like you know be happier with yourself x y and z but like I feel like it's so hard to not turn it into something that really gets you so emotionally and mentally like messed yeah. up and like in the game of competing and, like, like selfish how like, can one that. possibly be like successful in competing while successful separating life. themselves and not getting so mentally in it like you can't have both almost you know so it's like yeah I completely agree too they say it's like professional Olympic athletes it's yeah. You have to isolate yourself to be good at something. So mm-hmm. it's I never knock competing by any means right. because it's what I wanted to do and it's it was my choice and yes, it may not be the healthiest thing to do, but yeah. it also doesn't need to Yeah, you you have to be fully immersed, fully immersed to right. become good at something yeah. no so matter you what you do. Yeah. So you don't feel like you like regret it or anything, but like you're not going to do it again. Um, or so do not know. <laughs> I definitely do not regret this by any yeah. means. Like it was the, the biggest blessing in disguise mm-hmm. I've ever, ever. Well, because had. now you are where you are. Like, and I say the same thing. Like, if I didn't do bodybuilding, I wouldn't. You wouldn't be probably where you are in your business. You wouldn't be doing the holistic approach. Like, exactly. Full time in your business. Like, right? Yeah. And I just attribute all of the things I went to to the biggest growth time in my life. The biggest time to yeah. self exploration, for understanding what I love and. Now it just boils over to how compassionate I am about other people. Like, my mom's going through just, like, some, um, she wants to, like, make sure her health is a little bit more in line. And I'm able to help her with my holistic approaches. And just, I got really into gut health, gut health certification. And I'm going to get a hormone healing certification. So I can use this experience to help others. What's one year of being really overweight? Not anything in the grand scheme of how much I'm yeah. going to be able to help people, how much of a light I could be to others. And now there's yeah. just, like, this energy. I get all the time that, like, three people stopped me at the gym yesterday and said, holy shit, you're changing. Like, the glow, and, and I'm not, yeah. like, pumping yeah. my own. You seem very, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, like, tooting my own horn by means. I, I'm always so thankful, but the fact that they just stopped me, they're like, I saw you two weeks ago, and even now you're even more vibrant and glowing and just yeah, and I don't know awesome. what that looks like obviously because it's right. me and I, I see myself all the time but yeah. people like your aura like even just regular guys in the gym they are talking about how it might my, my like I'm just like glowing or vibrant and 
Right. It just goes to show, like, when you are aligned with your purpose and when you have a clear understanding of your purpose, that's why I always try to help my clients really find their purpose first. And purpose meaning, like, your purpose can be that you're going to be the best mom in the whole world. Or your purpose can be that you are going to be the most amazing coach or the best motivational speaker. Whatever you feel your purpose is, that your soul, and you wake up every day happy to do it, as in, like, obviously there'll be days when we're tired, but where mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like a chore to do when I just worked 15 hours on a Saturday trying to make sure I was my clients were caught up and I enjoyed every minute of it, that's when you know you're fulfilling right. your purpose. And I think this whole thing has helped me get to that point is yeah. it didn't happen overnight. It happened over the course of a year and a half that I just kept showing up. And that is my main... Yeah, exactly. Is my main line is always show up. Whether you know what you're doing, whether you know who you are... Mm. Whatever it is, if you just keep showing up with gratitude and knowing Mm -hmm. that every day is going to be better and that there's opportunities to come into your life, um, whether you expect them or not. I always say every morning is my affirmation is um, I'm grateful for the opportunities that are appearing in my life and all the miracles that have yet to come. Because when you can really be open to anything that's going to change your life, you can meet someone walking down the street every uh, like yeah. randomly, and they could change the whole trajectory of your life. You know. But if you're open to it, it'll happen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's all mindset. Yeah, it's so huge, and just like now, I just have my clients do crazy things, like go on these soul adventures when they're binge eating or overeating, and I'm saying, okay, so what do you do on the weekends? And they all oh, just stay home and watch TV and this and that. I'm like, okay, what would you, what does your ideal weekend look like? And then that's how I find where their soul really wants to go. And Mm -hmm. that's what I've been doing. Like I practice what I preach. I don't make them do these crazy things. Like I've just taken up roller skating. So now I'll go at nighttime on the- I love roller skating. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll just go like to the beach at like 9 p.m. at night, super zen by myself and just roller skate the strand. It's like between the beach and the uh, street. And I went to, my soul has been calling me to be, to do singing. So I went to my first, my first okay. vocal class yesterday. Cool. And so just so many things of self-exploration that really, and I'm now making my mom get out of her comfort zone, make her go to the farmer's market, make her go to get acupuncture, go to lunch by herself. And so that's mm-hmm. just my thing is get uncomfortable because like I said, yep. I said to my mom actually, I said, what is one day of uncomfortability or what is a lifetime of regret? Like, right. You're exactly. Gonna be one... That should be like the thumbnail. That's the quote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're at one yeah, hour well, and 11 right. minutes. Right no, I always say too, it's like nothing great happens within your comfort zone. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're comfortable all the time, like you're literally, you're not doing enough. If you're not failing at something, you're not doing enough. Right. Yeah. You're never going to get anywhere if you maintain what it is that you're doing. Exactly. And being uncomfortable means you're growing. And then I say, like, if you're not growing, like, your soul's dying. So you should, like, you should should, seek that freaking uncomfortableness. And you'll know that, like, my uh, business coach, my first one, he told me that if it's something that you don't want to do, like, like I used to hate getting on sales calls with my clients. And if, if it's something you don't want to do, it means you should do it. Because yeah. it means yeah. you're yeah. getting uncomfortable. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. So. That makes sense. And I guess my last question for you, like, just, like, one piece of advice. Obviously, I'm assuming before you were where you're at now. Because now you have, like, a very clear, like, you understand why this happened to you and, like, what you learned from it and mm-hmm. how it's made you into the Erica you are today. Mm-hmm. But, obviously, I'm sure in the beginning, I think I read a post, actually, like, a while ago from you. And it was, like, maybe. 
And it was like, you felt like a prisoner in your own body. Yeah. This wasn't you. Yeah. But like, for people who are struggling out there listening, I know a lot of um, people have said they would like an episode on like body image and stuff. Like, what's like your one piece of advice to like how to overcome like just knowing you're more than your body, like more than what you see in that mirror? And I know it's hard, but do you have a piece of advice for them? Yeah, that's that's a really good deep question. Tough but question. <laughs> yeah. I would say is starting with embracing where you're at currently. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that someone else out there is not able to walk or not able to wake up in the morning because they physically can't and I had to remind myself that no matter what my body looks like physically it is only where I am right now and I can always take steps to make it better yeah exactly and then it just came down to I want to say showing up and making yourself like one millimeter better every day so if I say I went on a binge yesterday between 2 and 4 p.m. I'll know that tomorrow I would just want to go maybe do an activity like walk at the beach between that time and just always consistently finding a way to tweak and to level up and to know that you will get to where you want to be when people are um they're trying to rush outcomes Mm-hmm. is when that's when anxiety is created around body yeah. image and around the results and so because your expectations were like almost a little bit too hard yeah on when you don't have expectations you can set goals and if you're mm-hmm. if you you know somehow you know I had a goal set to be pro but my, the trajectory of my life changed and I'm letting I'm right. riding with it but when you set expectations for your body or for anything in your life there is room for letdown when you don't set those and you just keep kind of working and chipping away at your goals, you'll celebrate successes. So that's going to be the yeah, thing yeah. is celebrate all the, yeah, give yourself a pat on the back, yeah. give yourself a facial, go out for a walk, like give yourself mm-hmm. celebrations for all the small things you do. And mm-hmm. that's how you're going to really like embrace where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then just pick things that you love about yourself on your body every day. Like. Yeah. Like, I love my thighs. They're big, and I love them. More to yeah. run with, and, you know, that would be, I guess, yeah, my... Awesome. I'm probably going to think about this, and I'll write a post after it, because I'm going to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we'll put your Instagram, too, in the description. But honestly, yeah, I think your story is special, and I think that just knowing, like, the holistic background is amazing. And we're, like, in... We're into I'm that stuff. super in... Yeah. yeah. We might not I'm, necessarily do, like, what you did. Who, who did you go to see? What was the name of that? a shaman yeah shaman like that's something like that sounds amazing yeah like we just haven't done that yeah especially like here in LA there's very open to it yeah so I think that's awesome (laughs) always be open and I was always seeking like spiritual events meditation centers Mm -hmm. and they'll have stuff like that yeah for sure well, we really appreciate Thank you coming you. out. Thank you. I appreciate it. Erica, I feel like so we're fun. like best friends now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I it's so funny because Erica, just for a little bit of a background, like, you know how Instagram, like, you have your Instagram, like, BFF, she talks all the time. Erica actually, like, me and Erica, like, only talked, like, I think once. Yeah. I asked her, like, about one of her figure suits back when, like, we both competed, but... I just, I don't know what happened. Like, I was on your Instagram the other night, and I was like, yeah, like, she definitely needs to be on Radio U Podcast. Like, I just had this feeling, so it's I'm the super energy glad. That you're yeah. yeah, glow girl. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much. Thank you. Um, we'll definitely put your information below, and we will hopefully see you maybe soon. Yeah. LA. Yeah. I don't know. San Diego. Come to San Diego. I probably, <laughs> I probably will. I'll probably see you there.
Thank you so much, so girl. I love you. I love you all. You guys all better Bye. radiate your souls and be lights. Catch <laughs> us next time, guys. Thank you.